the only proof and permission we really truly need we walked into this world with. You're listening to Live Alive Podcast, a weekly dose of motivation right in your back pocket. I'm Jordan Johnson. And I'm Anissa Johnson. We're We're your your hosts. hosts. Every week, we share thought-provoking conversations created to inspire you to bring the best version of you into everything you do. Think of us as the guide as you journey towards realizing your vision of successful and fulfilling life. Whether you're climbing the corporate ladder, building a business, or dreaming of being a stay-at-home parent, we're here to help you cultivate passion, purpose, and motivation in your everyday life. Hey, good people. Episode 14. Episode 14. I'm excited for this one. Me too. Like, um, I'm fired up. Very pumped. Very pumped. Um, let's jump right in, though. Okay. I um, wanted to just talk a little bit today, uh, maybe a lot of bit today, around um, you know believing in ourselves and giving mm. ourselves permission to believe in ourselves. I just, um, I feel like a lot of times like we get to a point or we're blessed to get to a point where we believe we can do something we have something that has been that has landed on our on our heart convicted that you know I want to accomplish this and, and and this is important to me and we feel like you know we don't have maybe permission to lean into that because of you know people either around us both both friend and foe that want us to have to try to prove that in some way and it's like i i don't need to have to prove that i believe i can do this to 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 you like i i know that this is something that's on my heart that i'm capable of that i can believe that i can accomplish so that's just a bit about what we want to yeah. you know talk about today yeah and i feel like a lot of times the the first thing that you do when you have a, a big idea or or something that might be just have become clearer and on your heart. The first thing that you do, you you usually typically you run and tell your friends. You tell your family, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. gonna go and do this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try this, and and a, a part of that is is excitement, and there, there's another part of it though that's like this survey. Mm. Like, well, what do you think? What do you, should, do you think I should do? And we, we kind of want to play in this survey role of like getting to know like what are other people thinking about this and so we open up the door in this conversation where where people kind of like start to tell us you know a lot of times you know you might have a friend who's just like here's all the reasons why that's not gonna work Mm. um and you know you might have have your 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 family or family members who might say you know well you you tried something else a couple of years ago and that didn't really work out so maybe you should just focus on you know what whatever it is that you're doing right now and and a lot of times that type of feedback can be extremely disheartening and and rightfully so it it is disheartening but i think that one of the things that we wanted to kind of talk about today is just like what opposition looks like what resistance looks like and and a lot of times it can manifest itself in in the way that our family and friends respond to to these new ideas or goals or, um, you know, passions that we have. And I just want to be clear to me, I believe that that all comes from a good place. Yeah, I, yeah. I believe that our friends are, you know, really, you know, you might have a friend who tells you all the reasons why something, something might not work. <laughs> maybe you take that and you say, okay, well maybe, maybe there's validity in point 
three and four and maybe I should address that and not allow it to, to stop you. But then, you know, you have your family, maybe your parents um, who who are really just looking out for you. They really just want you yeah. to be in your most successful, stable, safe space. Yeah. That's been their job for your entire life is to keep you safe. And so when you start to talk about things that are off the beaten path, right? <laughs> yeah. um, things that are, uh, you know, breaking the status quo, as we like to do here. Um, as we start to talk about those things, those things that break the unspoken rules of society, we we hedge into this land that is risky. And our loved ones, our family and friends, they are wanting to shield us from risk. They believe that it is yeah. their job and their duty. And in some senses it is. Um, but I think it's like this false sense of security. Like there's a, there's a false sense of of the, the unspoken rules equating to security and equating to safety. Yeah, what do you think about that? I, I think a lot of things about that. We're going to try to debunk here a little bit too. And, and it gives us like it, this, um, it takes us down this path where it's like an really inefficient use or can be a really inefficient use of our energy towards those things it reminds me of like the analogy of like trying to get your first credit card and yeah. you can't get your first credit card because you have no proof of credit hmm. and a lot of times i feel like the the desires that are on our heart the things we want to achieve we get from both friend and foe family and 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 people that are, are not close to us we get these um mandates or pushbacks to us that tell us in some way that we need to prove that you know we can actually like do that that way or that's an okay way to go or like hey i don't want to go down this particular route for um this task or for this life endeavor well maybe the pushback is do you think that's you know gonna work out or uh, do you have a backup plan or plan B, you know, to the, to the A? And we all know the saying, like, you know, plan B just distracts from plan A. Yeah, there is no plan B. <laughs> right. And so, like, it's, a, it's really different, in my mind at least, of desires and ambitions of the heart than trying to, uh, you know, apply for something that's just, you know, monetary cherry credit mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. the conviction the only proof and permission we really truly need we walked into this world with okay hello <laughs> say more <laughs> um yeah but no you're totally you're totally right you we you listening on the other side of this you know yourself better than anybody else in this world um and, and so if there's a conviction on your heart, if there is something pulling you towards something, if there is something telling you that maybe you're not right on the right path and maybe it's time that we take a detour, you know yourself better than anybody else. And I think it's that unwavering conviction and that total belief in yourself that is going to get you to the, the other side of making your vision a reality. And so what we're going to talk about today is kind of breaking down what the um, status quo is and what the unspoken rules are, what the, what the, um, 
you know, the robed, most traveled looks like and and why you should, you know, bet on yourself and take the road less traveled and 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 be free in the fact that you know yourself better than anybody else in this world. And so um, that's where we're gonna take you. So we hope that you come on this journey with us. If you're listening, we already know that you have these passions, you have these desires, there's something on your heart that you wanna do. We know that. Um, so so we wanna we wanna help you and give you some tools to, to get you there. I love it. I love every bit of that. Um, so go on this journey with us. Uh, we teed up a little bit. Um, uh about unspoken rules and we kind of mentioned that a few times as we kind of opened this episode so this isn't really a history lesson but i kind of want to frame up for us like what you know this can come from like what this means and so i mean a lot of us all of us for that matter (laughs) we're born into this world if we're blessed enough to be here and the there's a lot of rules that come to shape in the beginnings of our lives. Like we're infants, we're toddlers, we're completely, completely dependent on other humans, on other people, our parents, other adults that really care and have love for us and want us to be safe and want us to remain safe. So rules emerge, rules emerge in our our youth. Like, you know, don't run with, you know, scissors. Don't, um, you know, play outside in the street in the dark. You know, you could get hit by a car, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, those types of things are you know really rooted in it's like a, a pureness of, of heart, a pureness of safety. But in in a sense too, as we grow, like the the rules around our lives kind of evolve into something different to towards adulthood, or can mm-hmm. evolve into something different towards adulthood, and it goes from you know don't you know, run with scissors because you could get hurt to, you know, don't, you know, dress this way if you want to be a professional. Yeah, it moves from clear and obvious safety to perceived safety. Right, right. And it moves from, from you know, just as you said, it clear and obvious to perceived and almost moves from clear and obvious and pure to perceived, subjective, and societally driven. Ooh. Right. <laughs> and it's like these 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 adult versions of rules on our lives start to look so differently in in a lot of ways, way less pure than they than they than they did in our youth. Right. And just to kind of maybe rattle off a few just for context. Right. Like I talked about just the, you know, the adult rule that starts to shape up of our unspoken rule, I should say, <laughs> Say the back. In a lot of ways, it's very literal. But like, you can't dress this way and be a corporate professional. You can't wear your hair a, a, a certain way. And that one's personal to me now because I'm growing. I'm growing my hair out. Mm-hmm. I have a mm-hmm. baby afro right now. And in a lot of that rule, I think I listened to for you know rigidly for a long time, thinking that I had to be in some shaven, groomed type of manner to to fit in this this category mm-hmm. um, or something along the lines of a, of a business. Your small business has to grow at this particular rate mm. to be deemed successful. Or if you're, you know, raising, you know, kids and you're, you know, stay at home mom or dad, et cetera, that, you know, you only have these particular maneuvers that you can take to teach your kids discipline yeah. or, w- or what have you, you know, those rules become 
mood from something just as pure as they were in the youth to something that's in adulthood, um, you know, societally driven, subjective, and in a lot of ways, as I mentioned, like way, way less pure. Yeah, way less pure, but also I feel like a desire to be accepted is also what drives that, right? So whatever um, area that you're in, whether you are in like a corporate setting and it's about wearing your hair a certain way or dressing a certain way, or you are, um, you know, in, in your parenting journey and it's about, you know, parenting your kids a certain way or, you know, educating your kids a certain way or whatever it is, there's always going to be something external that is driving how you want to be perceived or or how you want to be accepted. Mm. And so I think it's really important to, when we have those rules or when we have those, those external forces that are kind of driving us and making sure that if something external is driving you to do something, that you're checking it with your internal compass. And if there is something misaligned there, then there's going to be conflict, there's going to be resistance, and and ultimately there's going to be unfulfillment. Mm, yeah, that's that's huge. I love that so much. Checking it with your internal internal compass. Because yeah. just like the beginning of the episode we set up, the only real permission and conviction that we have in terms of what the desires of our hearts are we walked into this world with Mm -hmm. so to gravitate towards that as a litmus test makes makes a lot of sense yeah there there are a lot of of rules a lot of unspoken rules a lot of rules that are spoken um you talked about hair you talked about very little dress code and and things like that a lot of those things are are written um written rules and um they're reflected of they're reflective of you know i think society's perception of of what professional means what what your hair should look like and 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 things like that and i think that as we kind of continue to take up space particularly in corporate america that that it just has to be accepted like <laughs> at yeah. some point like you can't really talk about my hair if i'm running my team in an exceptional manner and i am professional in every other sense of the word besides what you're comfortable with um <laughs> but that's that we're not gonna talk about that <laughs> we're not gonna talk about that um but i want to talk about a couple of, of other rules that we might um impose upon ourselves and i wanted to just talk about um we talked about the shift in the definition of rules from um clear and obvious safety to perceived safety and i've touched on this we've touched on this before in in other episodes how our brain's number one job is to keep us safe to protect us from um you know uh, danger and to to another job of our brain is to, to save calories, save energy, but, yeah. um, to protect us from, from danger. And so I think a lot of times we institute our own rules and they might have been, you know, inherited rules. They might be things that somebody else has told us. Um, and, and Jordan, you, you said a couple, I, I have a couple of examples here, like just around rules. And I typically think of them in if then statements. Mm. Um, if one that I have here, if I become a full-time entrepreneur, I won't be able to provide, um, 
Right. I have another one um, that that's personal to me that that I that I'm working through that that I'll share um, here is uh, uh, you know if I have kids then I cannot have a fulfilling career. Wow. And I think that we've set these rules because of things that we've observed, because of experiences that we've had, and we decide this is the way that it has to be. And the thing about these rules is that they are protecting us in some way. And I want to sit there. I want to say that again. These rules are protecting us in some way. Remember, our brain is... The, its primary job is to keep us safe. So if my brain is creating a rule that if I have kids, then I cannot have a f- fulfilling career, that rule that I've created is serving me in some way. It's protecting me in some way. And one of the things that we'll talk about is how do we use the concept of rules to work in our favor? And so in order to understand that, you kind of have to... to to take apart what your rules are. So for me, I have, I've worked on this one a lot. If I have kids, I cannot have a fulfilling career. Um, And so when I start to think about how, okay, this isn't really serving me because I know that I want a family and I know that I want a successful career. And if I've created in my head this rule that says those two things cannot coexist, then they will never coexist, mm, right? Yeah. And so if I know that in my heart, my internal compass says that I want a family one day and I want to have a fulfilling career, okay, <laughs> we got to work on this. We got to work on this rule. So you, I start to think about, you know, asking myself the question of what if that's not true? Hmm. Is that really true, Anissa? And this, this is a question that you yeah. can ask yourself, um, you listening on the other side, like, what rules do you have in place? And is that true? What if that's not true? What if you stopped accepting your default thoughts and your default rules as that? What if you started challenging yourself and asking yourself, what if that's not true? Ooh, wow. Oh, it, that's so heavy. Man, that's heavy. And, or, or, or why or why not? Why not? Why can't why can't I have have kids and have a fulfilling career? What are the exceptions to the rule? Do do I know any woman who have children and have a fulfilling career? Mm. What does their life look like? Um and and then asking myself, you know, how is that serving me? Why am I holding on to that thought? Am I am I holding on to that thought because there's there's something deeper there? There's something deeper around, you know, those two things coexisting and really digging in and being okay with sitting with the uncomfortable feelings that might come up because I guarantee you if you start challenging your default thoughts, uncomfortable feelings will come up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and uncovering those feelings that are uncomfortable is something that we have to give ourselves permission like to do because under those blockades of beliefs and fears is a lot of conviction that we can actually get it done. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to be willing to feel your quote unquote negative feelings Mm. in order to feel your positive feelings. Like if you're not willing to feel sadness, anger, um, shame, if you're not willing to feel those feelings, how are you going to fully feel 
happiness, elation, joy, gratitude, contentment? Ooh. How do you fully feel on the positive end of the spectrum of emotion if you haven't ever told yourself that it's okay to feel the bottom of your emotions? Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. That's heavy. That's huge. And and I love that you said that too because it makes me think about the, the, the point of what does opposition look like as well. Mm-hmm. Is we have to be okay to feel those feelings put onto us or projected towards us from other people. That's good. Right? Like if you have this desire, you have this desire of your heart, this conviction that you can do something and you want to achieve something in particular, but it's giving someone else fear, someone else cause for disbelief Come on. for someone else to like project the need for greater safety like onto you then you have to also be willing to feel those feelings of fear from that person that's again friend and foe mm-hmm. feel those feelings of hesitation if doubt from that person entrance in beyond them yeah to your to back to i, I don't want to just say to entrance in beyond them back to your conviction your personal knowing that i believe in myself for this particular achievement this goal i can do this yeah i've proven it already to the one person that needs to have the proof yeah and that's that's yourself like you that's why you're here that's why you're here um i love that um yeah so i I kind of like uh walked us through what breaking those existing rules uh looks like asking yourself challenging those default thoughts um looking for exceptions to the rule looking for evidence that that rule might not be true um but then we have to replace that Mm. um because our mind like the rules are going to show up whether if subconsciously or consciously so we might as well engineer some rules that are going to serve us yeah right um so if if we're constantly kind of like looking for rules and things that that serve us and and um protect and fulfill us then that really does kind of it stems from that uh earlier exercise if you start to look at like what are some exceptions to the rules Mm -hmm. and and what does that look like okay so maybe maybe you know i i I can have a I can have kids and have a fulfilling career. I can um, do I can do these things, um, and maybe it manifests itself in in affirmations. But you create your own rules, and I think that when it comes to what stops us from acting on our desires is that um, fear of criticism that also fear of failure and one of the one of the other rules that i said is like if i become a full-time entrepreneur i won't be able to provide like what if that's not true like what if full-time entrepreneurship is the one way that you can um you know you know go beyond provision and, and and go into you know generational wealth what if you what if that's what entrepreneurship is for you and so you start to open the door to possibility mm. with these new rules rather than using rules to restrict you you use the rules to propel you yeah wow i love that like using the rules to create forward momentum mm-hmm. towards the things that you actually mm-hmm. you know want to achieve wow yeah 
And um, we, when we went to the, uh, or went to, virtually went to the Unleash the Power Within um, conference uh, that Tony Robbins hosts, I think he hosted a couple of times a year, but he took us through an exercise of creating your own rules and and deciding that, you know, what are you going to make success? Like, well, how are you going to redefine success? So if we're afraid of failure or we're letting something just overwhelm us for whatever reason, how do we break that down and reframe what even failure is? So the example that, that Tony Robbins did is he completely reframed what failure was. So mm, yeah. he redefined failure. He was like, oh, if I try something and it doesn't work out, as long as I learned something, I've succeeded. And, and that's success. And that's what success is. Yeah. So every time you try something and you learn something, then that that's success. Even if you didn't get the outcome that you had set out to do, because you've redefined what success is, you have completely eliminated almost the idea or the concept of failure and therefore, you've mitigated that fear of failure, which can cause so many of us to be stagnant when it comes to our goals. Oh, 100%. And, and I feel like it, it, it will allow um, a lot of us, or can cause, I should say, some of us to have this um, feeling of uh, doubt that, that can grow there in some ways. And I'll give you a quick example. So like from the UPW with Tony Robbins and uh, the program that we went through virtually, um, you know, I tried to put that into practice, you know, really early on and being in a, um, a, a different job or a job situation that was currently a bit frustrating for me, et cetera. Like I started trying to think about in a sense of, of like, hey, you know, success for me today may actually not be selling in this concept or idea to our team or to any particular market or something it may just be finding two things that i could learn today and if i did that that actually what would make me successful today and if i'm feeling um fulfilled feeling happy or some degree of joy or lack thereof based off of how successful I felt that day. Well, I've totally set that rule up to work in my favor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting because I do feel like a lot of the time um, you might ask me, oh, hey, how, how was your day today? I do ask that all the time. You, you ask me that all the time. You ask me how was my day? You ask me how my day is going and I love it. I love that you, that you care. Um, but I, I've also noticed or I had noticed that my response was, um, rooted in how much I got done. Mm. It was a really good day today. I was super productive. Wow. Or like, oh man, today today kind of sucked because I was in meetings all day and I didn't really get anything done. And like my to-do list is now even longer because I haven't had any time to work because I've been in meetings all day. And so I was gauging my good or bad day based on my level of output. And so even subtle things like that, right? That we all probably do. How can I redefine what a good day looks like? What a bad day looks like? Oh, you know, my day was really good. I had a lot of great conversations. I, um, you know, learned some new things about the client and their objectives, and and I, I can implement it. You know, you know, tomorrow or work on some things that are going to make me make us better, um, allow us to deliver a better product to the client and things like that, versus always making my day good or bad based on my output yeah 
Yeah, that's that's huge. Um, and also a lot of growth. It's very that's, hard. Yeah. I will say that. Like even now, it's difficult for me to separate the quality of my day from my output. Hmm. And I, I, I believe that's all. That's probably another unspoken rule. It is. <laughs> it's probably another unspoken rule that your your worth or your your good or bad day um, is directly related to to your output. And I just feel like for me, I had to challenge that because a lot of the work that I'm doing right now it's so big. Hmm. Yeah. It's so big that when where I'm sitting, I'm like, we have not moved a single inch. Like, if I were to look at the granular, if I were to look at the day to day, like it's like nothing has happened. Um, and so I, I have to look for other signals. I have to, you know, ask other people, you know, oh, how are things going? Um, I have a new team, so it's like, okay, how are things going versus where we were sixty days ago, or yeah, sixty days ago, and 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 them to tell me actually we're in a we're in a really good place i'm in a, a lot better place. Yeah. my headspace is better i feel like i can actually like i know what to prioritize and things like that has the work changed no um but leadership and and evidence of leadership i feel like it's so difficult to see the impacts of it because it's not about what you check off on your to-do list it's about how have you motivated your team and inspired your team? Which like virtually, I don't know how, literally, virtually, I don't know how, <laughs> how they've been inspired or how they've been motivated or how they feel um, unless they ask them. So that's been a huge, huge growth opportunity for me as well. Yeah, and I can only imagine how giving yourself permission to reset those rules, make new rules that, that serve you mm-hmm. um, and serve the desires of, of, of your heart. Yeah. Makes makes all the difference. And not only serve you, what you said the second time, serve the desires of your heart. Serve where that internal compass is, is pointing you in. Because if we only look to serve ourselves, we, we could fall into the trap of serving our current selves and not serving our future, future selves. Future self, yeah. Um, and that will just lead to comfort, um, which we've talked about, and, and staying in the comfort zone and things like that, which doesn't get you ultimately what you want. Um, but that's a little bit about, you know, rewriting those rules, reframing the things that you've been thinking and breaking up those default thoughts to create new thoughts that serve you and ultimately serve um, your, your passion, your purpose, why you're here. So with that, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up a little bit here. Um, we really just wanted to take you on that journey of just exposing what those uh what those unspoken rules that are in society and the unspoken rules that we create for ourselves, those default thoughts, and show you that those can be some of the things that hold you back and that you don't need permission, you don't have to follow the rules, you can create your own rules and use those rules to propel you into your future and your vision that you have for your life. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope that it leaves you feeling inspired to actively pursue your goals and live alive, whatever that means to you. If you enjoyed today's episode, tell us what you think by leaving a review. Reviews help more people like you discover the podcast. I'm Anissa Johnson. And I'm Jordan Johnson. We'll see you next time on Live Alive Podcast.